Welcome to today's episode of Warrior Tip-Off. Today we're going to be discussing last uh, Saturday's game against the Jazz, but we're barely going to be talking about it. Nothing happened there. And yesterday's game versus the Timberwolves. So uh, I didn't see much on uh, Saturday's game. It was a pretty bad game. Uh, just Steph Curry beat the record. But Oliver, do you see anything from that game? I mean, it, it just was an all-around bad game for the Warriors. Um, the only highlight of it was Steph Curry moving up to second all-time in three-pointers, passing Reggie Miller. And the most impressive thing about it was doing that in 600-plus less games than Reggie. So he'll, he'll be passing Ray Allen in no time, I think. Uh, so here, what about you? Do you see anything from that game? Uh, not much, really. Just basically the only highlight being uh, Steph Curry uh, getting second all-time and getting even closer to Ray Allen for that number one spot. Yeah, I, I think he'll get number one by uh, probably end, uh, end of this calendar year. I, I think that's probably like six, uh, maybe a little bit longer. I don't, I'm not sure. But, yeah, maybe like two seasons. Yeah. yeah, I think two seasons. Yeah, and he can keep up this rate, right? Like, I don't see any decline anytime soon. Yeah. 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 All right, so let's move on to yesterday's game. So my first point, so we'll go first start with the stats. Draymond had 10 points, uh, one steal, one assist. Looney had two points, uh, four assists, five rebounds. Wiggins had uh, another great game of 23 points. Curry had 36 and three. And uh, Oubre had uh, 14 points and two threes whenever we say uber stats we always have to mention the number of threes he makes because that was a huge struggle and then from the bench eric pascal five points baysmore five points wiseman 13 points watermaker nine points uh damian lee nine points Mulder two and jordan pool two and the other team uh beasley had a 30 points so that was pretty much all they had from their offense but Let's start off. Uh, the first point is Wiseman got benched for Looney. So, so here, well, what were your thoughts on this move by Steve Kerr? It's a pretty interesting move, but um, I'm not going to read too much into it. It's just um, helping the lineup, making sure uh, Looney gets comfortable playing in the starting spot because if Wiseman gets injured, that's where he's going to be. And it's great for Wiseman too. Like, um, as Steph Curry, he used to. Uh, he said he got benched for like some nobody who played um, uh, back in Steph Curry's uh, first like three, like three, like three like, in the league. And um, yeah, it's not a bad thing for James Wiseman. It'll be good for his development. And yeah, he, obviously, he's going to be starting the majority of the rest of the season. Oliver, do you see anything from that move? Were you happy about it? Were you sad about it? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, initially I didn't really like I didn't really understand the decision, but then I um I heard Kerr talk about it, and he pretty much said that Warriors had struggled defensively, especially in the first quarter. So he put out his best defensive five, and you know it seemed to work. Um, I think Wiseman probably will be back in the starting lineup soon, but uh, this lineup doesn't seem too bad, even though it's against the worst team in the league without their two best players. So. Yeah. Um, also, uh, yeah, Wiseman looked good off the bench as well. Um, he made four of his five attempts, and he looked a lot more comfortable. So I think that's good, kind of integrating him into the offense uh, more. So I think this is good for 
both Looney and Wiseman. Yeah. On the other team, they had the number one overall pick, Anthony Edwards. He hasn't started at all this season. So I don't think it's a big deal. For, like, Wiseman shouldn't take it so personally that he, he started off the bench one game. It's just that's how rookies are. They just have to come off the bench sometime. That's just how it works, unless you're LeBron. But Yeah, I mean, all all three of the first three picks haven't really started at all this year. Well, I mean, Wiseman has, but yeah. um, LaMelo didn't didn't start either. So Yeah. Is LaMelo starting now? No, right? No. Yeah. His coach even kind of made a point of it to not start him. I think game. they're I think they're starting Rozier and uh, Graham right now, but yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm yeah, tuned in many Hornets too. games. <laughs> I don't think anyone had, anyone does, but <laughs> all right. So the second uh topic today we have Draymond kind of picking up the scoring in the first half. We saw it like for like normal like in the first game that he's been in, like he has been more looking towards uh, Curry and Wiseman for the ball. He hasn't really been looking to score. But I saw like two or three times yesterday where he actually looked to score, but like his jump shot's just not it. Like it goes in sometimes, but like it's not it. But Oliver, what are your thoughts on should Draymond score some more, try to go for the basket, or stick to playmaking? Uh, I mean, I like Draymond as a little bit of a little bit of everything, right? Like. I liked his aggressive towards the rim, especially, I mean, in the first half. hit 10 points, including a three, which Marquise Chris called on the play-by-play. Um, and he didn't score in the second half, but, you know, we all know that Draymond's impact is kind of beyond the stat sheet. So as long as he, you know, puts up some numbers, uh, I think he's helping the team anyway. So, Yeah, so here, what about you? Yeah, obviously Draymond will have – his, the majority of his impact is not going to be recorded on the stat sheet. But I really like this aggressive Draymond. And like we've seen it in the last couple of years, um, just defenders like sagging off of him, letting him have that uh, three or mid-range shot. And it's, it's really useful because I saw him do this a couple of times in the last few games. Uh, the defender, he would like do a fake handoff. And the defender obviously, the, the defender who's guarding Draymond will obviously think he's going to pass it. And he like fake passes it and then goes in for the easy layup, and yeah, it, it's really good, and he should continue to do this. Yeah. So yeah, the thing I mean, the thing I like about Draymond is is he knows he knows his role and he knows what he's capable of, right? So, like he's not gonna he's not gonna take and no stupid three point shots. <laughs> he knows that he's not a very good perimeter uh, scorer, so he he knows his role and he he does it really well. Yeah, like. I, I like him oh, as an all-around player, like you said, Oliver, especially on the defensive end. But let's talk about another guy who has been like amazingly defensively this season. Wiggins, with uh, he had three blocks yesterday, and that was his eighth game with two-plus blocks this season. Um, this is another great game, but uh, one problem with him in his career has been consistency, but I guess... Um, at that point, his consistency levels was at like 28, 30 point games. But now, as a, like that's that's what Wolves fans were expecting when he was there. But now in the Bay, I don't think we're expecting Wiggins to do that much. I, I think we're expecting him to go around 18 or above points. And I think that's a capable goal for him. And I know uh, people will say, oh, it's just you don't want to get trapped with Wiggins. Like I've said that many times. I've been a like. Yeah, yeah, but I think yeah. uh, this level is something that we can 
trust in him doing. But I may have just jinxed it, so knock on wood. But Oliver, what are your thoughts on Wiggins' play this season? I mean, yeah, all season he's been great besides, like, the first two games. But uh, last night specifically, he, he really impressed me. He had, you know, like you said, he had 23 on great efficiency and even hit a couple threes, which was nice to see. Um, but, yeah, um, defensively was really impressive last night. Like, three blocks along with three steals was the first time he's ever done that in his career. Um, and he also leads all non-centers in the league in blocks. So that's a really good sign. Sahir, what about you? Oh, yeah. I have nothing to add to this. Just what you said. All right. All right. Uh, let's have a point that Sahir wanted to make. That he saw Eric Pascal struggling the last two games. We all know that like we are at Big at uh, Warrior Tip-Off and at the Big Sauce Podcast, we are advocates for him going for the sixth man of the year. But he had five points last game. So here, uh, this is what you want to talk about. What are your thoughts on this game from Eric Pascal? I think right now it's just a fluke, and he's going to get better, obviously. I mean, he shot 2 for 10 from the field, and he made a 3, but I think uh, this is if – if it continues, like, one or more games, I think he just really needs to, like, let's say his shot isn't uh, going – and um, like his dribbles a little off, then he needs to focus on other parts of the game he can tr- contribute to, like defense and really uh, running plays. Because um, we've all seen flashes of his playmaking ability uh, in his rookie year and now his sophomore season. And I think he really has that um, potential because he draws double teams. And when he's attacking those bigs, he can go in for the layup, which is a pretty high chance. But imagine if he kicks it out to Steph Curry for the three. Now that's a great possession. Exactly. Uh, what you have to think about Eric Pascal's play the last couple games, Oliver? I mean, yeah, it, like Sayer said, it's probably just a um, a little bit of a cold streak. Uh, the two for ten is a little concerning, uh, but yeah, uh, just if the jump shot's not falling, be more aggressive towards the rim, find your teammates, and if and you know, just do what you can. And I think the jumper will come back and the shots will start falling. Yeah. All right. So we have two more topics before we preview next game. Uh, We have, are we on the border of being a bad team, even if we have above 50% win rate? I know we'll have bias saying, oh, we're a pretty good team. But I'm just like after the Utah game and after that was a two losses in a row because we got whooped by the Knicks. That was the ref's fault. But, um, like, how many losses, like, until we're considered a bad team? Because I feel like we're barely on the border of a good team right now. Uh, Oliver, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, uh, we're we're beating up on the bad teams, which is good to see. Um, but we're losing to the mediocre, to, to good teams besides a few uh, games like the Clippers Lakers, and stuff. Yeah. But Lakers, yeah. Um but I think if if we play uh, consistent enough, I think we'll make the playoffs quite easily. But yeah, some games like uh, the Knicks and even Utah, even though they're a good team, uh, they worry me. Um, I think we need all of our like main offensive guys like Curry, Oubre, Wiggins to keep it up. If one of them's having a down night, uh, we're gonna need that production off the bench. Like we've gotten a ton this year with Pascal, Damian Lee, uh, even Brad Wanamaker. Um, 
so I think we could we should be in the uh, playoffs and we might even make a little run. But yeah, I'm missing Clay right now. Clay was there yeah. at the game on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> so much pain. Playing though. <laughs> yeah, Sierra, what are your thoughts on us being a mediocre to good team? I mean, it's hard to see, especially as a Warriors fan who's like gone through so much great basketball in the last uh like five six years. But um, I think if we go on uh, some strong runs and our players keep contributing, Steph Curry continues to um, score thirty points at least uh, tw- at least high twenty eights per game, and I think uh, we're we're definitely gonna make the playoffs. Definitely top eight. I think um, we should aim like as our overall goal to be the sixth seed, so then we don't have to do all the play in tournament stuff, and we can be safely in the playoffs. Yeah. All right, so we had uh, – this is not a recap from last game. This is just a topic I thought was a pretty big deal. Oubre and Pelicans rumors from Shams. Uh, this is nothing, like, going on, like, just talks, no no attraction yet. But uh, I saw some trade packages, like, J.J. Redick and Lonzo. Uh, so here, would that make our team better than it is right now? Um. I, I I don't want Lonzo on the team, honestly. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. I mean, maybe we forget someone else besides Lonzo, but I think it's I think it's still too early for Ubre. I think just maybe five, ten more games, then you can decide. But unfortunately, I'm not seeing how Ubre fits in the team a lot. Um, just besides, he has great energy, yes, but like beyond that, uh, I don't see how he can like be. Um, not contributing, like, I'm not saying he can't contribute, but, like, fitting in with the pieces that the team already has. So, they could look to trade him, but it can't be for Lonzo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's probably... Uh, Wait, you didn't mention J.J. Redick, though. That's a pretty big deal, right? Yeah, that's, that's a solid pickup, for sure, but, um... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Kelly Oubre is worth more than just, like, Redick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, you can take that over. Yeah, I don't really want to make any trades with the Pelicans unless it's for <laughs> Zion or Brandon Ingram. So, yeah. I mean, like, Bonzo just hasn't really panned out to the player uh, we he's thought he was going to be. I mean, I don't think it's too late at all, but and maybe in Steve Kerr's system he could do something. But uh, the Warriors' system kind of evolves around a lot of perimeter shooting uh, and driving and kicking. And, I mean, Lonzo could – fit there but I, I personally do like um Ubre. I mean we, we're all aware of his struggles to begin the year but um his impact defensively and the energy he brings defensively is huge and he's a slasher and he gets to the rim he makes highlight plays I like him and JJ Reddick's shooting I think 25 percent from three this year <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's upper he's he's upper 30s and like, I just don't want to make this trade at all. I'd be pretty <laughs> upset if it went through. If it was like maybe like five years ago, JJ Redick, maybe even like three years ago in the Philly, that that would like make it. A it's lot just older than I think. Yeah, but like he kind of his play 30, style fits. Thirty six. Yeah. Really? That's that old? Huh. Yeah, he's been late. Like, yeah, I would have traded for him three years ago. Like when Lonzo, twenty seventeen, I would have traded. For this, for these two players, in an instant, I mean, Alonzo would be a rookie. You, you would, you wouldn't know. Uh, but yeah, as of now, I'm not making this trade. If I'm uh, Bob Myers in the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, 
so we have the preview for tomorrow's game. It's the same team. Uh, I don't know if D'Lo's back. Is there anything you guys want to say about that? It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it was... oh, go ahead. Oh, thanks. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was nice seeing D'Lo last year. He was like, he was fun to watch. He was like a nice player to watch. Nice handle, good shot. And hopefully, I'm really hoping uh, the Wolves situation can work out for him, especially as he gets uh close to his prime, and he can be uh like All Star plus caliber. He's been an All Star before, I think. Yeah. No, like uh, a bit more than an All Star. Oh. Like in between All Star and MVP. Huh. Like a Kyrie Irving kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Already, I'm in the preview for uh, tomorrow's game. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the situation with Russell either. Towns is out, right? But yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, we should win this game. Uh, I was really impressed by Malik Beasley last night. He shot it really well. He's a walking bucket. Uh, I was impressed by Nas Reed's energy on the offensive glass as well. You know, it's not a very good team. Uh, so yeah. it should be a good win. But we also hold their pick this year. So Oh, yeah, we want them to be bad. No, but we, we don't we want, want them to be, be bad, so bad, but also not too bad. Because we don't want top three. it's top three protected. Yeah. yeah. So we need them to, like, be bad. Like, we need them to have, like, the fourth pick is ideal, but... Who knows? We can't really. I mean, even in next year's draft class, it's so stacked that uh, even an eighth pick wouldn't be bad. Yeah, so, but we want them to do as bad as possible, though, right? No, because if it's in top nah, three, because... then we don't get it. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's all we got to, for today. Uh, hopefully, we get reporter Clay on the call tomorrow. I is it a national yeah. game? No, it's, it's probably just local, right? Exactly. Yeah. So if it's local, hopefully we get reporter Clay on the call. Uh, uh, it's not ESPN. Oh, all right. Is? Does that mean it's national? Yeah, that means national. Yeah. All right. So yeah. then, no reporter Clay, but uh, we'll be back soon. Probably, maybe not after next game, maybe after the Suns game. Yeah. All right. We'll be That's back gonna soon. Be a fun one. But then we got the Pistons after that. We have a pretty easy schedule coming up besides the Suns. So yeah, we should some up, together here. wins. Yeah, we can't be losing any of these. All right, we'll be back soon. Peace.